and we're back with another podcast. <laughs> Jeff and I are back again with another hockey podcast. I think we it's missed forever. We know we're trying here. Yeah, we're trying to get we're back failing, to it, but, but unfortunately, we're, we're crawling along here. We're crawling, we're crawling to the finish along, line just but, like the Flyers did. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was, is that the Flyers kind of, you know, burned out. So. They set the tone. Yeah. Just went. <laughs> so, There's you just know. so much depression you can talk about there. Oh, so much. Yes. But let's talk about some good news for once. The playoffs, they're almost set. They're almost here. Yes. We can't wait. Yes, we can't wait. The playoffs are here again, even though I feel like they were just here. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's weird to think about it, but... But yeah, it's a good time. Playoff time is good time. And we were even talking about this the other day. Um, and maybe we can get to it a little later, just playoffs mm-hmm. in general, if we could see more, or potentially if what we can see just in general of the overall playoffs this year. Um, also, there's some new, some news, but uh, some waves and everything of going out of Buffalo, you know, how much Jeff and I love talking about how much of a, uh, you know, crapshoot Buffalo is at the moment. Oh, yes. It's uh... Uh, by the moment. I mean, the past 10 years. (laughs) Be prepared, ladies and gentlemen. Be prepared. If if you haven't been hanging out under a rock, you should be aware of it. Mm -hmm. In case you are. Oh, boy. Uh, It's. It's a lot going on in Buffalo. Yes, there is. Which, is, again, you shouldn't be that surprised if I end in the New York, in the state of New York. Yeah, I was going to say in New York. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, but anyways, let's start this how we usually do. Jeff, I believe you have your stat head up. I do. Um, so we have yesterday's top performers. Uh, JT Comfort leading the way with a nice hattie. And on top of that hat trick, guess what? He earned a nice uh, water bottle to the face on the bench uh, by his teammates. It's like Colorado tradition. Every time a player scores a hat trick, they like to score a bottle of water right in your face. It's just it, It's an interesting uh, tradition, but I, I kind of enjoy it. But uh, it, it's pretty fun. Uh, I know the players certainly enjoy that. Uh, Nick Suzuki, he had a great day. Two goals. Uh, four shots, 17 and a half minutes. David Perron, he's still playing. Three points total. Uh, Dylan Sakura for Vegas. I know that they <laughs> – sorry, I had to throw that comment in there. Uh, David S- Dylan Sakura for Vegas. Um, Vegas has been just crucified by injuries. They actually had to go with, I think, like 15 players or, or something nuts like that in total. And, um, oh, gee. Yeah, she's right. Uh, William Carrier, uh, three points. Sorry, uh, two points. And then Gabriel Angus got two points as well. The Colorado Vegas players leading the way um, in points last night, mostly. Uh, Vili Husso, uh, 31 save shutout last night for St. Louis. Mark Andre Fleury, also a shutout. This one coming much easier. 19 saves. And yes, another shutout um, for Folk Group. So a shutout night last night in the NHL. Uh, Parker Kelly made his NHL debut, and it looks like he got a uh, a goal in his NHL debut, which is pretty awesome and not easy to come by. Uh, Colorado steamrolled the LA Kings six nothing. Like I mentioned, JC Conferly in the way with the Hattie, Gabriel Anderskog, Pierre Edward Belmar from the Flyer, and Jonas Donskoy all scoring. Edmonton had a thrilling game in. Uh, last night against the Habs. However, because the Canadians gained one point, they clinched the last playoff spot. Cole Caulfield already is his fourth on the year. Leon Dreisaitl scored his 31st of the year. Ottawa topping Toronto 4-3 in overtime. Um, Mazin, Tavares, and yes, Austin Matthews is still scoring. He's 41st of the uh, season last night. And Vegas blanking San Jose 6 nothing. Petrangelo got his seventh. Marshall 18th. Sikora had two. William Carrier, uh, his sixth of the year. And Colsar, his third of the year. St. Louis blanked Minnesota 4 nothing. David Prawn, Ivan Barbashev, Jaden Schwartz, and Tori Krug. Now, um, with that being said, here are the final games, I believe, that should be for the season, if I'm not mistaken, right, Mike? Um, should be Minnesota. Uh, uh, I can't remember if there's any other games going on. There's three games tonight. Uh, 
Well, no, I meant like tonight. I think these are the final three games of the season, correct? No, they're not. I lied. Well, there you go. Because uh, of Canada and the uh, Vancouver's long um, Canada, I guess we just got into more hockey. Uh, yeah, their COVID outbreak. Um, they. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, Calgary yeah. and uh, Vancouver have played significantly less games than everyone else. So. Yeah, so we got that. That's we got why tomorrow, the playoffs. That's why the Toronto playoffs. Toronto Winnipeg as well. Yeah, the season pretty much um, goes for another like. Five days. Uh, it goes until uh, Saturday, and then looks like uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. So for tonight's games, Minnesota, St. Louis, Vancouver, Calgary, LA, Colorado. Um, tomorrow is Toronto, Winnipeg, and then on Sunday, the fifteenth, you have Vancouver and Edmonton, and then I'm sorry, Saturday the fifteenth. Oh my god! Um, and then it looks like you get game one of. The Boston Bruins against the Washington Capitals, and we got playoff matchups here for you. Almost all complete after tonight. Uh, we should know who's playing who. We'll go to the East first just because it's the easiest. It's all settled and squared away. In the East, we have the number one Pittsburgh Penguins against number four New York Islanders, number two Washington Capitals against the number three Boston Bruins. That is in the East Division. In the Central, you have Carolina, number one against Nashville, number four. Number two, Florida against number three, Tampa Bay. The crazy thing is, Tampa Bay is rated lower than Florida in this division. Did you ever see that coming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I know you've been a big Panthers fan. Uh, kind of, you, you know, know well, not, not even yeah. just that. Um, even though they're such a great team, um, you know who, the, who Tampa Bay has been, had been missing pretty much the whole season? Kucherov, he literally has been missing the whole season. But and he is their best. He he's is coming me, back. He is to me the best player. So he's coming back. Yes, just in the nick of time. Um, but yeah, so oh, so for Tampa Bay, it's one of those things. At this point, for them, it doesn't matter to me when I look at them. It doesn't matter if they're first. They don't have to be first. They just have to get in. The season doesn't matter to them. True. To me, for them, because they're pretty much going to get, get in, in. They'll be fine. Yeah, because they're on paper they're a team that's going to make it to the playoffs for the next maybe five years, at least. Same thing with Vegas. Yes, and because of that, um, the season wise, it doesn't matter. It's just kind of playoffs. So. This is true. This is very true. Uh, Pittsburgh and Islanders they start their series Sunday at twelve p.m. Uh, the first two games, of course, Pittsburgh being the home team, are at Pittsburgh. Uh, to, uh, sorry, yeah, no, tomorrow night is. You have the uh, Washington Capitals hosting the Boston Bruins for game one there. You see tomorrow. Uh, sorry, Saturday. My days are all screwed up. I, I, I'm thinking today's like a uh, a weekend here. You worked oh, earlier today, too. I did. Well, um, yeah. 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 Let me, just, let ignore me just ignore me. Ignore, ignore me. the voice in the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, Whitmer, you might as well take the other ones <laughs> since I keep screwing up over here. So go for it. Um, which one did he leave off with? <laughs> I finished the East, go to the Central, my friend. Oh, I thought you finished the Central. No, I was waiting for you because I kept screwing up the times oh. and the dates. Oh, you're doing the times and dates? I wasn't even looking at the times and dates. Oh, well, <laughs> never mind. If you would like to, I can finish going uh, going over those for everyone. Sure. All right. Let's give it another try. In the Central Carolina, number one against number four in Nashville. Begins Monday the 17th, 8 p.m. Number two, Florida against number three, Tampa Bay. Sunday, 7.30 p.m. So that is in the East. Now, in the West, I'll go over the North Division because that one is set. Uh, Montreal, number four against Toronto, number one. Thursday, um, May 20th, uh, 7.30 p.m. And then Winnipeg, number three against Edmonton, number two, Wednesday May 19th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then this is where it gets tricky in a way. So we both know who we expect to be the number one seed. It comes down to tonight's games, Colorado or Vegas. Uh, Colorado, they have one game left, and they are playing um, LA. Is it LA, thank you, as mentioned earlier. They did blank them last night. However, just because they did last night doesn't mean they can do it. They expect the same result tonight. They win, they will get the number one seed in the West. They don't, they'll get the number two seed. Uh, 
number one seed plays St. Louis, who's number four. And then um, the whoever ends up becoming number two seed plays Minnesota at number three. I'm not going to lie. I would really want that number one seed. I do not want to play Minnesota. Minnesota at all right now. No, probably not. <laughs> not that I not that I don't really see those two coming out, but I mean I don't either, but we'll get to our predictions later when they actually we get set and everything. So but. those exactly, those are the playoff um you know uh, matchups and everything as of right mm-hmm. now. And, and we will get to yeah. As we usually as we usually do for these playoffs, at least in recent, as in the past year. I don't know if we did it in twenty nineteen or not, or yeah, twenty nineteen. It's been a long year, um, but we'll be fo- we'll both do our own, you know, brackets for these, and then kind of follow it as we do. Uh, and if we have a you know fun little matchup like we did last year, where I correctly predicted the Dallas Stars to beat the Colorado oh, uh, Avalanche, we may do the some mute like button on this guy. Uh, friendly wagers or stuff like that because yeah. who knows we well, can have some we, we gotta come up with something yeah. we'll um, come up with something like a jersey or something uh, that's exactly what I was thinking um, now it's it, it, is it like uh, whoever gets I guess the, the bracket the most correct probably sure or if there's individual games that we want to or, or individual games yeah not completely opposite but we're on the different side of which one we think yeah. we'd win. We'll, like, f- we'll we were, figure like something going out. back to it, like if we did that Colorado and Dallas series. Yeah. You're never going to let that down, are you? Mm-mm. Damn it. Until the end of these playoffs. Because <laughs> then it's not going to matter. <laughs> Anyways, back to uh, <sighs> our pack casting in general. Yes. Um, it's going to be interesting. I did not expect, and even when we had Pete Weber on, it, just some yes. of the surprises that we can just overall, because we haven't been on for a little bit. Uh, one th- thing that is a surprise to me, because even when we were had Pete Weber on, we interviewed him a couple of months back. He didn't. I don't even think he really thought the uh, National was going to be able to come back and be it in the playoffs. Seem like it had the but time, but here we are. They we are, are they're in, in the playoffs. Yes, the they Nashville are. Predators however, are in the playoffs. However, sorry, Nashville. I know you have Roman Yossi. You have a good D and everything, but I have a feeling it's going to be like Carolina last year against the, against the Rangers. It, I don't think it's going to be that close. It, you may be able to squeak it out to five, but... I'm kind of, I, I don't know how I feel about this series. I, I want to give... I don't want to, you know, write off Nashville like right then and there, but it's like because you know they went on a huge surge towards the end of the season. But um, which is why you I, saw some people stay, like you know, no, for sure, at home. Um, like yeah, at home. Uh, but no, I really do think that uh, Nashville is going to put up more of a fight than people actually intend. You, them, I can see you know, it just because their defense is good, but on the other side. Carolina has good defense. Yes. What it'll come down to is goaltending. Carolina, to me, I don't trust their goaltending. And that's why I've never been. That's why I'm not counting Nashville out quite yet because they clearly have both in they don't have great Soros and Pecorining. Yeah, they don't have great um, goaltending either at the moment. So I, I think overall their goalies are better. Um, the goaltending as a whole has not been amazing this year for either team. I could be wrong, but that's just my overall right. feeling. You're thinking on that. Exactly. But I, I do like the matchup better in net for Nashville. I think people expected Montreal to be either first or second, but they uh, they just got in. I know. Oh, man, you, you're uh, you're being a dead horse over there. I do that, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mainly do that with teams that, you know, kind of get that over at, at the beginning of the season, which doesn't make any sense because they made one or two additions that may make them marginally better. But some mm. people think it just makes them, you know, completely better. Case in point, the New York Rangers. Because some people, which, their, yeah. own, their owner, think that the way they finished this season, which was... Uh, out of the playoffs uh, with 60 points, 
uh, which to me I thought was you know pretty good for a team I still think is rebuilding. But to some, if if they weren't, and because of some controversy with uh, Tom Wilson and everything and their comment and everything, they got fined what one hundred fifty k, and then stupid like that. Yeah, then both the GM and president were gone, and just. What yesterday, I think. Maybe if Dave Fire, their before. head coach. Yeah, Dave Quinn, because, you know, they've all been doing such a shit job because, you know, they didn't make the playoffs because somebody, him and others, thought they were going to do better, except it was said even before the season, there's going to be a potential good team that's going to miss the playoffs out of the East Division because. E word, potential. They weren't even good. No, they're not. They have no centers. Uh-uh. And, and, and this is the issue I have is I, 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 lo- I love and will always um, defend this guy to the end of time, Alexi Lafreniere. Yes, he was a rookie. He didn't have an amazing year, but I still think he's By the end of the year, he was how- playing on their first line. So, yeah, he's probably made an impact. They- so, yes. But my, my point, though, is as much as it pains me to say it, I think he should have taken a, an actual center, not a winger. I get it, best player available, and he is I agree. one of the best players in that entire draft. It's not most likely the best player, but you you got to do what's best for the team. Look how many wingers you have. Now I get it; those wingers won't be there forever, and they're probably expendable. But at the same time, though, you got to put together some kind of legitimate team, mm-hmm. and not just you know what it was this year um but to kind of just not to me i don't think it's good enough to get them to the next level you have good it's it's not you have good young goaltenders that can take you to that next level yeah scorgiev and shesterikin for sure Mm -hmm. um you know I, i think are both very good young goalies um, now, with that being said, there's a lot of work that the New York Rangers, especially now newly uh, named um, GM Chris Drury, needs to do. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that needs to be done this offseason. I will they say are, a lot of their, a lot of it also has been kind of luck too. Kind of like oh the, my god, kind of like the Devils. Thousand percent, or in thousand percent, a lot of it has been luck. Um, you got Kabakako a couple years ago, and now you just got they got Jack. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, they got Lafreniere last year, and then um, they've got some other high picks in the last couple of years. I mean, yes, obviously from having a crap team, but at the same time, like you know, also, how do you back, back years? How do you go from second overall to then first overall? Mm-hmm. That's luck right there. And. Carolina only traded his signing rights, but Anna Fox seems to be a good oh defenseman. Oh my god, Adam! Them, so. Oh my goodness, he's he's a legitimate defenseman now. I don't think he's a Norris candidate winner yet. He no. could be there. You know, he definitely showed a lot of early signs and flashes of, of some pretty sharp, you know, skill set. Especially there's one game against the Flyers where he looked unbelievable this year. Um, but no, I, I do think that and has already been traded twice. His signing yeah. rights. Because um, originally it was with it was Calgary, Calgary, and the Calgary traded him in 2018 to uh, Carolina, Whoops. and and the Doug Hamilton trade. Yep. And then I love how they got Adam Fox as part of the Doug Hamilton Hamilton trade, and meaning mm-hmm. the Flames gave him away in that yes. trade too. But then, whoops again! But Carolina. He gave him up for picks, and that was yep. one of the worst trades you could ever see. Don Waddell, I'm looking at you, my friend. You just gave up. Do you know how much easier your life could be if you had Adam Fox on your blue line still? When would he be able to play? Buddy. They have a pretty good. The, they have a pretty they good. They do, line. but I think they could have an even better blue line with him in there. I think he could easily replace one, if not two, of those guys in the lineup. Uh, I, no, I don't know their exact lineup, but it's on my head. But I, I think I mean, you, that you have Dougie Hamilton, Jacob Slavin, uh, Jake Gardner, Brett Presci. Gardner, he's Brady good. Shea, maybe he could take Brady. He could have Brady, Brady Shea. Shea spot, but I think I'll put this. I think. Oh no, didn't um, Jake Bean. You know, Jake Bean, I like. Uh, no, didn't. Um, did they Ryan. get rid of Gardner? I thought they got rid of him, or did they end up keeping him? 
Joel, you're thinking of um, Edmondson, I think, to Montreal. Gotcha. Because they had Joel Edmondson, and then oh, he, was a, it was he was a UFA right. this offseason, and for some reason, Montreal traded for his rights. He was <laughs> a UFA. That's, that's right. That one's fun. Um, but no, so I think overall, though, for... And we've talked and about it multiple times for the Rangers. We have, that. but... I still think in general that um, my point being Carolina screwed up on that one. They should have him still on their blue I will line. Say this yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully keyword. Hopefully doesn't mean because Eichel doesn't seem to be happy, which no one should be surprised about and Buffalo that they go, that the Rangers go out and trade for him. I really do think the Rangers will do what they can to trade for him. I think if they do get him, they'll absolutely overpay. Um, now, I don't know. He's worth overpaying for. If there's one he, person that's worth yeah. overpaying for, it's, to me, I think it's Eichel. Jack Eichel. Because he's only. He's got the skill set. He's only 24 people. Only Yikes. 24. Only 24. That's a scary thought. Now. He is worth $10 million average annual every year, but he yeah. is worth that contract, and he will be your number one center immediately with any team minus a couple teams here and there. That wouldn't be in the running for him anyways. I'm talking about Pittsburgh, fair enough. Edmonton, fair enough. Toronto. Those teams wouldn't be in the run for him. Yeah, but no, for Bay, hey, what do you know? Um, last time I checked... New York, you need a legitimate number one center. Ding, they ding, ding. Do. There you go. They Badly. Badly. But it's what would they give up for him, though? Is Cabo Caco worth it? Yeah, yes. And no. it's a, it depends on how happy they are with Caco and also where they're at Is it in. Uh, I would say Bushnevich. He's a pretty key player for them. Now, keep in mind, this is now Chris Drury's team, and a lot of GMs like their own, how they like their own staff. They like drafting well, their own players. They like. Well, it's not just that. I think it's more. Bring so. their own team. He just got there, so he's just learning the situation. Well, but I think it's I mean, more he so. He owner, was an assistant GM since, for a little bit. Right. But I think the owner, because of the moves he just made, he is going to want him to make some move that. Again, to make them get to a top. Hence why every time you see them get someone like, oh, I don't know, uh, Brad Richards or... Rick Nash. uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. Rick Nash actually worked out for them for a little bit. Then he retired. No, he did, but still, just in general. New York, regardless of the state that they're in, or excuse me, Panarin, regardless of the state they're in, they're always looking to make a splash because it's New York. Yeah. For some reason, Ryan Spooner. <laughs> Spooner, what a joke. Yikes. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, you mentioned Buffalo a little yes. bit ago. Let's touch into that situation. Um, a couple of days ago, Jack, there's a lot of issues with going on Buffalo and Jack Eichel. Uh, this one I want to touch on first. Um Darren Drager had tweeted out a month ago, Eichel is committed to an early May surgery. Late April, Sanders sources stated all the docs involved were still working through the process and no decision had been made. A difference in medical opinion isn't unusual, but there's normally an amicable resolution. And um, he said he's, it's going to be interesting to see how this saga unfolds. I don't believe a medical grievance has been filed with NHLPA, but I'm told Eichel's agent, Peter Fish, since speaking with PA reps. So it doesn't sound good overall for the Sabres and, and obviously going back with Eichel. Um, he's already it, been spoken out at least. No, no, yes. out, but that he's already kind of been unhappy a bit with being in Buffalo and that Very. if they don't do anything soon that he's going to want out. Which is which, why. Who can blame him? Which now comes to this new kind of thing that came out, what, earlier this week, if not late last week? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm trying to find it now. I'll find it because Mitch texted. Because Mitch texted me it, and then I texted you it. Uh, It was actually Monday. 
that the quote was that came out, the disconnect that uh, Jack Eichel had. Yes. Um, and that he's not basically necessarily Jack going out his options. It's that like he hasn't completely demanded it, but it pretty much implies he's that he's demanded it without saying he's demanded exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's so, more so he gets traded, more like that he gets traded than Aaron Rodgers gets traded. I'll say it that way. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Uh, but no, so for. Jack Eichel, one of the biggest things for me, and again, why we're saying there's a legitimate chance. At the end of his press conference, he did say that, you know, he's just looking to kind of get back to where things were, wherever he's playing. So, yeah. There take you that go. What, yeah, take that way you See, will. Exactly. But you, use that. If you take look that at, and think if you however look at you Buffalo want. in general, and Mitch made a good point too. And maybe I brought it up in here before. Probably. The what the Sabres need to do is start getting some like actual like veterans in here. Maybe mm. not like great veterans, because they're gonna be shit for a while, so no one's really gonna And come. we're not talking but Kyle I'm saying like, to veterans who are injury riddled. Yeah. Again, I, you, you seem to have a bigger issue with that than I do. I, I'm a me. The only reason I do is because the guy I know needs you. stuff in his health at risk and started thinking about his actual life after the NHL. He should, but I mean, when you have the drive, it's harder to get it out of it. Oh, I believe it. I mean, look at our good friend Brian, who joins us every week for, uh, you know, the Roundtable yeah. podcast. Idiot. That's, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. That's gonna be a fun. Long story short, we That'd got be a, a fun. fun story. Yeah, fun. It's story. gonna be a great Tuesday. story. I can't wait. On or Monday Tuesday. or the Monday, whenever it is. I don't even know anymore. I said Tuesday too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but, but it makes sense that not necessarily maybe a veteran that's kind of like Ockpost in a sense that he's past his prime mm-hmm. and still has value, but he's just gonna get worse and worse as his career goes on but could provide you some type of locker room presence because apparently during the one game where the, during their long losing streak, the first game they played against the Flyers, not the one they won, but the game where they had the lead and then the Flyers came back and the Flyers won. Richard Linen had stated saying that they didn't know what to do because they had the lead. (laughs) That's kind of an issue. That's um, a major issue. That's a major issue. They didn't have Eichel in that game either. But that's a what do you major. Mean you don't need, we don't know what we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to do because we had the lead. What do you mean you have the lead? It's called don't lose the lead. And I'm nuts. Yeah, but if you're having those issues, you bring in a guy that's been there before that can relax. Guys, like okay, calm down. We've been here before. We've won games before. Let's calm down and finish this out. The issue, though, they also fired their coach too. So, and their issue coach, though their here, coaches Whitmer, is they suck. Let's say if they do find that veteran guy, who in the right mind as a veteran who might want to get to a cup contending team, team is going to say, "I want to go to Buffalo willingly." Look at Taylor Hall. Look at that crap sheet that happened there. You're going to have you know to what? overpay yeah, a ridiculous amount of money if you want a Good. good veteran. I mean, most to, of the money, know. most of the money is tied up in, believe it or not, Acaloposo, Skinner, and uh, Eichel. But the thought there is, if you do trade Eichel away, you can get a good return back for him. Um, but then, when you get, if you get rid of him, or even if you say you get rid of somehow get rid of Skinner, we just still think he has some value. Um, if a team takes him, right? They don't really have anything else outside of that. You have Reinhardt still, who's okay. Mm-hmm. You have. Cousins and Middlesex were still developing, so you're not really sure how they are. Yes. Uh, it's you don't have a lot. And you keep waving versus Alina, but I don't know who's taking them. You may find someone maybe can get Linus Allmark back. I don't know. Um or Car because uh, I think yeah, they're both their goalies are UFAs. There's just a lot that they have to figure out. And yeah. the only reason why I say a veteran that's kind of past his prime is that those guys are also kind of desperate. I'm also saying like guys like I assume um, when he hits free agency this offseason, um, 
What's his face from Anaheim? Fuck, what's his name? Yeslav? Yes. Or even like Joe Thornton or something like that, which you don't hear them sign until like near the end of free agency. I'm saying those. Right. They're not going to get right, big right. contracts, but they're just trying to find a place to play. Those kind of type of people they need to kind of bring in. Yeah. You're not wrong. There's a lot going on. That's why on. if, say, the Flyers, now I would very much like Eichel if we could get him because, you know, that'd be great. Um, it's going to cost you a lot. It would, but I wouldn't mind if you said you added, like, Nolan Patrick, your first-round pick, and, say, Isaac Ratcliffe and something else or another pick. I, I mean, that sounds good on paper, but that, I'm not going to lie, is a fleece and a half. That's like it a steep out train, my to, friend. You may also have, actually, you would probably have to throw in, like, before a check in there, just cap reasons. Uh, well, th- there you go. Now, now that's a legitimate trade because at this point, unfortunately, as much as I like Noel Patrick, I will defend this kid for, you know, till the end of time. He is kind of damaged goods, and I hate saying that about him. I want to defend him to the fullest, give him every chance I I'm can. I'm going to give I'm him the not... benefit of the doubt until I am. if he's still here next season, which I think he will be. Maybe I don't know if he's going. I don't know. I don't know how many is. teams are, but I think a full off season will help both him and Oscar Lindblom. And, and, and definitely one Lundblom. get um, get their strengths back, and two, and that is exactly what they um, can. Now that they don't have to, Fletcher, if not Elaine Vigneault said at their end of their end of the year press conference. That. Yeah, yeah, uh, which, no, which is true. You have to give them the benefit of the doubt because uh, you know, this is the first time in a long time that they've had legitimate yeah. NHL hockey that they played, and they'll have a full um, off season instead of Nolan Patrick, which was dealing with migraines for most of the time, so he wasn't really able to train for the last say two years now. Not that well that, and even but, and like. Obviously, Limblom with his cancer treatment and just yes. comes back with that. He has to gain muscle, and there's not much in this season, at least, to right. be able to kind of build it up. Kind of went on a Flyers tangent, but no. Which is expected. Yes. But yeah. And again, you may be able to find someone that takes wrestling just because he's a right D and he's big and people like that. Going back uh, to Buffalo, uh, yes. 5.4 million is a little much for a guy who's not that great. Yeah, the other thing is the guy that takes way too many dumb penalties. That's very costly. Mm-hmm. So in my eyes, I mean, it's not people worth think, it. I mean, people think the Chucks are good too, but I mean, they do the same thing. I mean, Brady at least. Yeah, yeah. Matt Matthew Kachuk has gotten better over the years. You you kind of have to yeah give him some benefit out there. I do. They are good players. I'm just saying. There's they have that. Oh, they have that ability too. They ha- they have their their dad's ability to get under people's skin in them. Don't worry. Yes, and they're both and not the in world. The, the world can see it. Yeah, but you know who I am glad to see in the playoffs. Going back to the playoffs, Connor McDavid. If the league are now, ah, there we go. That's a good. We can talk about that. <laughs> we talked about it at length last, or at least I did. Uh, last playoffs because it felt. Broadcast wise, you weren't doing as much as you could to get your word out there when there wasn't that many sports out there where you could actually try to gain more fans that you already do. So, because of that, I would love it if the league would actually do what they did with Sidney Crosby and actually promote him somewhat uh, to be this next great player because he has over 100 plus points in a game where you're only playing 56 games, which is very impressive. I'll put it this way. But that is Wayne Gretzky good. Yes, it is. Pretty, and is on the same Wayne team. Gretzky good. Again, this is true. Um, <clears throat> just, and, and I'll, I'll put this way. I think it was you who mentioned this. If Connor McDavid did not score a single goal this year, he'd be second in points this year alone for um, for points in general. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that's like another um, Wayne Gretzky you know, stat. If you took away every single one of his goals, I believe he would still be the all-time leader in points. And that's It's time, something crazy like that. And you may be listening to this and you say, well, Michael, what about last playoffs? Because Conor McDavid did get a game on NBC. Do you know who they were playing in that game? The Chicago Blackhawks. It wasn't necessarily... Conor McDavid was an added bonus to it, but it was because of the Chicago Blackhawks. Just saying. Yeah. That, was a game. that wasn't actually playoffs. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I don't get that as actual playoffs. Like, a lot of people do. 
Mm-hmm. But, um, but regardless, having said though, that, if the league actually wants to get his name out, there are more and many of these guys like uh, before last playoffs, we're talking about Heiskanen and uh, Thatcher Demko and Vancouver. Demko. Uh, you actually have to give them, even though I know West Coast is kind of difficult just time-wise, but you got to give them reasonable airtime and actually good times. It can't just be yeah, the same. Not only that, it can't be like I know the 10 you, o'clock, 11 o'clock um, hours in Eastern time for yeah. these young stars. And I get it, and I even texted you this too because I think the, the divisions that will have the best playoffs in the first round will be the East Division because I don't know how that's going to go just because... You know, it's the East and, you know, it's very close and everything. And that's going to be the one that's going to be on there and it makes sense to, but also the one that's going to be the most fun to watch is going to be the North. Because outside of very about Car- that. Uh, Montreal, which I think can give Toronto headaches just because of the way they played and if they can play the way mm-hmm. they did against the Flyers, which I don't know if they're going to be able to recreate just because they don't have that rest for Carey Price than they did going into last playoffs. But it's true. They can give the the Maple Leafs some fits. Everyone else, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a very close series. It's no walking park. Everyone else team. doesn't have great defense. They have good offense. the The Canadian division in general has good offenses. There's not many great D's back there, up there. And even in the, the David series, that's going to be a pretty high-scoring series in my sense. The you know, McDavid series, that's gonna make, I love how you just spot us in McDavid series. Is now, the thing that's going to make it closer is that, McDavid series. is that they have to go uh, go up against Car- Connor Hellebuck. So depending on how he's playing, yeah. it could be a headache for them, but if he's outside of that, it's going to be relatively a high-scoring potential series because both offenses are pretty good. Yeah, so I think uh, I won't give my predictions now, obviously, because nothing's set in stone yet. Because I'm going to wait till the that f- one is, final. Yes. Well, no, I'm going to more so. Yes. We're going to wait until the yeah. exact yeah. schedule is all completely set. Yeah. But I think the North is going to be fun. Um, I'm actually really excited to see how the Central plays out. I, all I four of these teams, same. I wouldn't mind advancing far. I oh, same, I love but... I love Carolina. I you know Tampa Bay. Outside of the Flyers, are probably my second favorite team because mostly because of Stephen Samkis. He's one of my favorite players ever. Um, but you know Nashville, they're a fun team to watch. Uh, plus, you know we got our good buddy Pete Weber. We got root for over there. Um, and you know I can't you have I can't. That's John Hines. I can't. I can't do it. Oh, I don't trust. Re- I can't trust him. It's not Lobby's team. It's not Lobby's team anymore. Whitmer, Whitmer, you had to ruin it. I forgot about John. Um, but you had to ruin I think it. the series can be you- close. Like maybe most of the Florida series, six or seven, maybe. But I still think it's going to be potentially Tampa Bay and Carolina. I think it will be. Um, it's it's tough. I think Florida is going to give Tampa a run for the money. Yes, ever. The thing I can't throw out it without Aaron Ekblad because Kucherov is coming back and Ekblad is still out for the year. Um, also, I have no idea who's going to start. I have no idea who's going to start for uh, Florida. Spencer, I'll say this, uh, even though it's going to be a couple days before they play another game, but you know who who usually does well in the playoffs. Teams that are hot right near the end of the season. Florida, 8 2 0 in the last 10 games of the season. So, six yeah. game winning They want a six game winning streak. Vegas, Colorado, yeah. 7 3 0, their last 10. Mm-hmm. Edmonton, 8 2 0, last 10. Pittsburgh, Just 8 2 0. Washington, 7 2 1. 7 1 2, Toronto. Exactly. Oh but, no, Islanders three, four, and three. Oh, what a that's shame! That's a shame. But I'll say this too, because um, Jeff, I don't know if you know this or not yet. Um, unfortunately, your bold prediction on the Penguins and now wasn't just wrong. It was. But they won the division. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How, I'll but, be the first to admit it. I was one thousand percent wrong. You know, hey, hats off to you, Pittsburgh. You put a and, and to be fair, 
they had a hell of a season. They were in the middle of the season. They had to find a new Hold GM. On. Hold on. I don't know if they are. They're going to be a favorite because they're number one seed. If I'm Pittsburgh, I didn't want to play either Boston or New York. One, because I hate their styles. And two, because I don't know if the Penguins can really beat them. I think, honestly, the favorites come out of this, this, I mean, um, this matchup is Boston and Islanders Washington. However, Islanders. however, Boston and Washington play each other, so that takes care of one of the problems. Yes. Really, it's, the favorite is Boston. Yeah, you can't roll up Boston. Because not, not only that, but Taylor Hall has they, been playing like the Taylor Hall everyone was expecting since day one of his draft year. He's yeah, been a lights out for the Bruins. And if he actually shows up in the playoffs, like he has been towards the end of the regular season, the Bruins could do some legitimate damage in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. Yeah, I could see that. But also, I, and I even texted you this too, I don't know how much of a difference it's going to be when you've played each other eight times, how much that's going to go into these I think my series. only thing, yeah, literally, for example, obviously um, it's going to make like maybe potentially maybe Paul has rivalries, fourteen points but... in sixteen games. That's eight goals included. Yeah, fourteen in, in sixteen in Boston. It's weird how when he actually plays for a team that he actually that's doing well and he actually cares, yeah, that he actually does well. But when he's playing on a shit team, which he's been playing for for majority of this year, his career, he doesn't do it. Yeah, I was going to say majority of his career. Yeah, even it was even though it's more or so last like season or so. He did okay with the Coyotes, but the Rangers near the end, he wasn't doing well. Every eye's on the Coyotes. Um, real quick, speaking about the Coyotes, they mutually parted ways with Rick Tockett, who will also be another yep. head coach um, in the free agents market, along with John Tortorella, who also uh, mutually agreed to part ways with the Columbus Blue Jackets. As we said, um, beginning John, or David Quinn as well. Yes, and obviously um, Seattle, also, since they are now yeah. a team. And uh, speaking of Seattle, real quick, they signed their first ever player in franchise history, similar to a Reed Duke situation um, with the Vegas Golden Knights. The uh, Seattle Kraken, sorry, Paula, just give me one second. Here we go. I have agreed to terms with Luke Hendman, a 21 year old free agent from the QMJHL's Blainfield Boys brand on a three year extra level contract. He was drafted. Um, 96th overall by the Hurricanes um, in 2018, but went unsigned. Um, but I'll say this, though. And this is probably yeah. going to be our last topic for the podcast. Mm-hmm. But when you look at those co- coaching vacancies, and if you're Char Galan or uh, Tor- yes. uh, Torts or uh, 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 Tockett. Which yes. one do you think is the most kind of appealing? So I'll, I'll kind of make some cases for some. Some you just can't. Buffalo, it's just kind of a crapshoot. No matter what, you're probably there for well, let's, eight, hopefully two years, but more than likely you're probably going to be there for another year. Cause, let's start with yeah. Gerard Gerland because the New York Rangers have asked, according to, I believe, Darren Drager. I saw, no, sorry, uh, Frank Cervelli. My apologies. Uh, Frank Cervelli tweeted out that the Rangers had asked permission to speak to Gerard Gallant and has been uh, approved. So the Rangers are in the running for Gallant. Just yes. FYI there. So I think that's already a very curious situation. He was most famously, you know, he helped lead the Vegas Golden Knights to historic first in you know first season. Um, and that's why you could say, could he do it with what Seattle could potentially get? For this uh, expansion, do they say can he recreate it again? I'll put it this way: like, if which the one? Rangers do, you... do not get Golan for whatever reason. Bring Seattle back Torts. needs to go after him. What was that? <laughs> back Torts. <laughs> torts, 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 Torts. I'll say this though: <laughs> outside, of Benio, outside of outside of sorry, that was Lane Benio. Never mind. He did have some good teams in New York. He is a pain in the ass and a lot to deal with, but I still think he has some. He's a and I I, I gotta br- I gotta bring this coach. up. Um, hold on, let me. But I think the two because right. Arizona, there's too much drama there at the moment that I don't know if we 
really want to get a job there. Buffalo, I just said again, not a great look just because, you know, we don't know where they're going to be going. But the two that's yeah. going to be the most appealing, I think, is those two for many of the coaches. Right. Um, it just depends on what they see. I think Gallant's obviously the best coach out there, so it makes sense that the Rangers went after Gallant. Um, Babcock obviously is out there too, but he has his shit too. But yeah, um, I don't, I don't like Babcock. He doesn't deserve good hockey. Period. Um, Torts, I think he definitely won't be done in the NHL. I don't know where he'll go, but teams need to keep in mind what his style is. They know they've known it for years now, and I mean, not even just years. I could see him go. I see him going to Arizona. That, I'm not going to lie, could be a good thing for the organization. Now, I'm not going to lie. I almost could care less with that organization now. I've lost so much respect for them over the last uh, since the last year with all the uh, the draft situation going on last year um, with Mitchell Crowler's uh, story and everything. But um, I, I have little to almost no respect now for the organization. But a coach like John Tortorella could kick the crap out of that organization, meaning, let me clarify, meaning in a good way, saying, "Hey, like let's let's kick things into gear. Let's let's work these players into shape in a good professional manner." Maybe he if can there's get, any bullshit maybe he can going get on. Ekman Larson to get take going. care of it. He could. Who Rick knows? Taka wasn't able to do it, but maybe someone. And I'm surprised about that talk. You know, and 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 I'm not gonna lie. And also, that's why I think he's out kind of, of Phil Kessel. Uh, now, imagine a guy like John Tortorella with Phil Kessel. I think he's gonna get every little bit of hockey out of Kessel. Yeah, because I can see. I can kind of see it. Was and that's there, saying a lot. Was he there when the Rangers had Rick, Rick Nash Tortorella? Sports, I, he, he definitely was. Because yeah, um, I'd say he's almost similar to that of Phil Kessel. Similar, I did think. I think similar extent. style. Similar style. That, that, that's the better way, but because Rick Nash throughout his whole career, I think it's an overall better player than oh, I agree. Phil Kessel. But I think uh, they have similar styles. Yes. I do like that. Um, now, go, go, again, going back to Jar Gallant, if Gallant does not get to the New York Rangers for whatever reason, if he's there available for the Seattle Kraken, Seattle's got to really consider him. Mm-hmm. Because if, it, if it's not Gallant, I mean, who else do you bring in for an f- expansion team like that? Uh-huh. Now, keep in mind, I, and, and I can't wait until the expansion draft happens because I would love to see a final mock draft and also – because the expansion draft, this happens a couple of days before the actual NHL draft. This year is obviously a little bit different. Everything now, instead of it happening in June, it's happening in July. So that gives teams more time, actually, to get prepared, to get their list together and go from there. Also, you got free agency um, coming up after that, I believe. Um, but I, I'm really curious to see how teams are going to look by the time the expansion draft comes and also like what they're going to decide. Um, I think right out of the gate, Seattle's going to have a much, much, much better team than Vegas ever did start. And that's saying something because Vegas started off, they started so. off the I season. Think three, about, they, I think it's going to be about. They equal. started off the season 3 0, which is incredible for an expansion team. But what I'm saying is they're going to have more legitimate weapons for the expansion draft this year than they ever did for Vegas that year. Now, what I think is kind of bogus is Vegas needs to be a part of this expansion draft. Obviously the rules are set. There's no, we can complain all we want. I just think that's how the rules should be. No matter how good or bad Vegas is currently in a hypothetical world, they should be a part of this expansion draft. Yes, they've been a legitimate Stanley Cup contender since literally year one because they went to cup finals. But ever since then, they backed up their play. They've been in the playoffs every year. They've been a legitimate Stanley Cup contending team. Now, if they weren't, you know, you know, they're very well established in the league. This is what their fourth, fifth year already in the league. Fourth, no, yeah. fourth. Okay, fourth. But still, next year, by the time the Kraken are going to be in the league, that's going to be their fifth year in the league. I think by that time, they're extremely well established in the NHL, regardless of, again, even if they're a horrible team, they are, but they build. They still don't really have any prospects or anything. They it's not enough to start building your 
future. Right. But what I'm saying though is they should they shouldn't be exempt because they've been so well established for the past four years now, four and a half, going to their fifth year next well, year. Well, saying how it worked out for Vegas, I think it's going to work out for Seattle. Well, that, that's also what I'm saying though is because of how well and how loose the rules were for Vegas, the rules need to be tighter for Seattle. But I'll say this though: that's not the happening. only thing I can see that could hurt is um, just COVID and everything, and people not bring a lot of money and they've had to bring in a lot of money just to be in the league to begin with. So I don't know how much caps are going to be able to eat from teams. Apparently, cause there was a lot of, I know Vegas had like the, the most famous one was the trade. It wasn't agreed upon, but, or wasn't uh, official, but it was agreed upon when they traded for, uh, and got a, a flurry that was done at the deadline, but that wasn't official until the end of the season. And apparently yeah, there's so, been a lot more of those type of moves that Seattle has made. Yes. And that doesn't surprise me. And they, they could be all it could be. They could have a lot of um, on paper uh, deals like handshake deals. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, hey, you got to really. And, and this is where it honestly makes or break a, a relationship with a GM. If you break that handshake deal, dude, are you kidding me? They don't want to do this business with you for another six months, probably, unless the absolute deal comes up. Because, you know, if you break that handshake deal, forget it. I'm not trading with you again. Are you kidding me? Backstab me. Also, so, let's not again, forget this, yeah. too, that the bit, even though it's very minor, the divisions do change again next year. They do. Arizona's going to the central, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and which is nice. I'm glad that they're going to have a regular season Somehow, I honestly was shocked. I didn't think that next year was going to be normal at all. I thought this is going to screw up the the uh, schedule from here on out. But I am so grateful that they magically figured this out. Uh, I don't know how they did it. I hate giving Science props and everything to, kind of caught up with everything and were able to show. do it. So, but still, I, I got. I hate to do this, but props to the, the NHL. I this season, the, this season in the playoffs. Last year and last year were a headache for everyone and the pe- the players involved. So this season was just a giant kind of headache. So yeah. Now what I'm There's curious the, about next season though, the lights at the end of the tunnel of this. So and then we can just kind of move on from it. Yeah. What's going to be yeah, interesting wait, is how they'll go about next season, fan wise, all this. Not only that, but also still vaccine wise too. Vaccine wise, but think about this. You gotta get a Canada again. Gotta think about that. I, th- I think they're getting closer to opening that back up, which which is good. But I'm saying, I know, and I know the, right now this year, obviously we get the all Canadian division. Yeah. But I don't. I'm saying this is how it's going to be down the situation again mm-hmm. next year. I mean, you gotta have to deal with it that. very. You have to deal with it very soon, anyways, for the next yeah. round. Someone's gonna have to come down. Exactly. But anyways, I think that's all we really got for. This week's hockey podcast, but uh, yeah, until next time on uh, Monday, not Tuesday. I'm gonna say Tuesday again uh, for our next number <laughs> We will see you then. Enjoy the playoffs. Yes.